Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, it's plastic, it's in your mailbox, and it has something to do with something called the internet. That's right, we'll be talking about America Online CDs. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening, and thank you, listeners, for joining me and my guests for the Gone Show. Here with me are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Uh, it's a pleasure. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834, and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache, is also here tonight. Hello, everyone. And last but not least, we're joined by returning guest Stanislaw Kapustin, who is a Cosmonaut. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, it is good to be here. It's good to see all of you, as always. Now, I know that many of our listeners continue to express concern about our situation involving Lord Spade, the sentient and murderous potato who threatened our lives during the recording of a recent episode. So I'll take a brief moment and say that, for better or worse, there haven't been any developments. Uh, Yes, it's been quiet. Too quiet, if you ask me. I didn't. I knew. Good. Fantastic. One thing that I will say, only to put our listeners more at ease, is that we now have some defensive measures in place. I won't say what they are in case Lord Spade should find out, but know that we've done what we can to protect ourselves for the moment, and we're continuing to look into additional steps that we can take. Stanislaw Kapustin would still be more than happy to stay here for an extended period of time. I know, and all of us appreciate it. But there's no sense in you exposing yourself to additional risk by staying here in the States. Mr. Escanaba made a similar offer, and he only relented after Jay insisted. Fortunately, now that Jay is a member of Mr. Escanaba's tribe, he does have some pull. Yes, Orson wasn't happy about not remaining here. But, like you said, we certainly don't want anyone going out of their way to expose themselves to danger. And... As you knew, I absolutely couldn't disagree more. As far as I'm concerned, we're all of us in this together. What do you expect Stanislaw and Orson to do? Get a hotel near the studio and order room service indefinitely? Lord Spade said that Conroy would be the first to go. So Conroy is on the road right now because he doesn't want to endanger anyone else. So what exactly do you want us to do, John? First off, knew that I don't trust anything said by a talking potato. And that includes its proposed sequence of gruesome murders. Second, if I die alone, I'll be cross as two sticks. You are already dead. 
Of everyone, you're the only one who has nothing to worry about. I, for one, do not know the powers that this potato may have, nor do I know what awaits me following my ghostly existence. And what's more, I am in no rush to find out. But if you happen to find yourself confident about the cycle of spiritual existence, all that I can say is, you first. And all that I can say is, if your journey as a spirit ever lands you in some sort of paradise, I'm going to stop beating myself up so much. Well, I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. If necessary, remember, Stanislaw posting can be here very quickly. Cause me not quick. Thanks again, Stanislaw. We'll be sure to let you know. Now, let's get to tonight's topic, which is one of those topics that I remember from when I was younger. Let me guess. Making certain that you have as few people as is possible on your side when facing off against the schoolyard bully. You really had to stretch that one, didn't you? No, tonight we'll be talking about America Online CDs. I'm familiar with CDs and consider myself to be reasonably patriotic, but... Right, so here's a little bit of background information. In 1989, a pre-existing online service named Quantum Link was given the new name, America Online, and over the course of just several years, America Online became one of the world's largest internet service providers. Stanislaw Kapustin has never used America Online. For obvious reasons. Nor have I. For obvious reasons. I believe my wife, God rest her soul, used America online for a while. I remember her attempting to explain to me what the internet was at the time. Right. Around the late 80s and early 90s, the internet was becoming easier for the general public to access. And according to my research, America Online was marketed as an internet service provider for those who only had a very basic knowledge of computers. And speaking of marketing, that brings us back to tonight's topic. Don't you mean disk ashin? And why should you be the only one allowed to pun? I never said that I was the only one who could pun. I would have sworn that you said that. I never said that. Hmm. So, what with the internet only just becoming mainstream during this time, internet service providers not only had to sell their services to customers, but, in most cases, they also had to educate potential customers as to what exactly the internet was, and make it easier for them to jump on the bandwagon. And that's where... Jan Brandt, the chief marketing officer of America Online at the time, had what 
turned out to be a brilliant idea. In business, one great idea can make all the difference. I found that while other internet service providers were marketing themselves using methods more traditional for the time, like television commercials, Brandt came up with the idea of using a direct mail campaign to send people discs or CDs that they could use to install America Online onto their computers and try the service for free for a limited time. Stanislaw Kapustin is always impressed by those able to think outside the nesting doll. And, like I said, it worked brilliantly. According to my research, they spent... $250,000 to try out Brandt's idea, and the results were extremely encouraging, so they moved forward and soon afterward, receiving an America Online disc or CD in your mailbox was a pretty common thing. I personally remember seeing one in our mailbox growing up pretty regularly, and most of the time it would get thrown away pretty quickly. Uh, direct mail campaigns are all about numbers. Yeah, and from what I found, each CD cost the company about $1.50. But like you said, Jay, as long as in the end you're gaining customers and revenue, something like that will work, despite my memories of throwing away so many of those CDs. Uh, now that I look back on it, mailing the internet to people... What a time to be alive. I never thought about it quite like that, but yeah, it was an interesting time, wasn't it? Having been able to see the world before the internet, as we know it, and then having been able to see the internet grow into whatever the hell it is now. Well, I remember the absolutely hellish controversy that erupted when the type of parchment that was used for posting proclamations was changed. Now, that made for quite an interesting time to be alive. Let me tell you what it did. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Dan Cream, the novelist who might just as well have invented language, is back with his new bestseller, I Stole a Dirigible. In this novel, you will have the distinct pleasure of meeting the next great character of literary fiction, Wilbur Stratus. Wilbur, an escaped lunatic from a mental asylum, believes that his long-lost father is trapped atop a cloud and unable to come down because of a sprained ankle, which compels the heroic Wilbur to steal a blimp and head into the great blue yonder on a mission to rescue the father he never knew. A story that had me in tears over my own father who has never been lost, says Greg Chucker of the International Papercut. It gave me vertigo and I read it in a basement, says Carol Flush of Words Decaffeinated. I will never look at a cloud again, says Gordon Hunch of Mouth Over Teeth Weekly. I stole a dirigible, the new bestseller by Dan Cream. Buy your copy today. Welcome back to Bog on Kill. 
Welcome back to The Gone Show. Tonight, Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba are joining me. And we were just talking about mailboxes having been flooded with America Online CDs in the early 1990s. Now, in doing my due diligence before the show, which for the most part just refreshed my memory about this topic, I was reminded that around this time, America Online CDs could also be found in places like cereal boxes, magazines, and stores like Barnes & Noble and Best Buy. And I also learned that these discs were, at one point, even packaged with raw meat from the Omaha Steaks Company. Uh, Well, it wouldn't be the first time someone had a beef with the internet. True. Ew, and that gets a laugh. It was funny, what do you want from me? And my discussion comment wasn't... It was perfectly funny, okay? It just didn't strike me in the same way. That'll strike you. So obviously, America Online's marketing campaign could be found almost everywhere. Based upon my research, it originally took the form of three and a half inch floppy disks, but quickly transitioned into CDs. And I came across this mind-boggling figure. At one time, 50% of the CDs being produced across the entire world were being produced for America Online. That is a lot of CDs. If you were to stack them up, they would undoubtedly reach higher than Austin Kino Tower. And let me tell you, that is a big tower. And, speaking of halves, I also found that in 1997, about half of all of the homes in the United States with internet access connected to the internet through America Online. But, as is often the case with technology, things change, and in 2006, America Online's CD marketing campaign began to be phased out. And since then, a lot of people have missed out on the experience of having the internet delivered to them by a mail carrier. And the butcher, right? If that is you knew who, I cannot be held responsible for my actions. Like how you can't. If you dematerialize in the studio again and spread ectoplasm over everything, a homicidal potato will be the least of your worries. I'm not kidding, John. Hello, caller. You're on the Gone Show. Hello. It's Conroy Pike. You thank you, almighty, benevolent God whom I adore. It's very good to hear your voice, Conroy. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, Conroy. Is everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. I haven't seen or heard from Lord Spade, but I've pulled off to refuel, and I wanted to check to make sure that everything is okay where you are. Everything is quiet here, Conroy. Too quiet, if you ask me. To quote Lawrence Durrell, does not everything depend on our interpretation of the silence around us? That is often easier for Stanislaw Pustin than it is for others. I often interpret silence as the vacuum of space. Yeah, we're good here, Conroy. All right, then I won't keep you any longer than... Hold on a moment. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? 
you okay? No, there's there's something over there. It's like a fucking uh, giant spider, but but it looks like it looks like. Now calm down. What does it look like? A fucking potato. It's, it's like a fucking potato. Ah, ah, ah. I'm out of here, man. Is that you, Conroy? Lord Spade. Conroy, get out of there. It is you, Conroy. What a coincidence. I will tell you, Conroy, I probably won't kill you tonight, but I do feel like hurting you tonight. So, I'm going to do that right now. Conroy? Conroy? Oh my. Do we know his location? No, but we need to try to find out now. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show was a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.